0: Love Talk Radio Yakuza 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 Kick Radio 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 Yakuza Kick Radio, Yakuza kick radio. This is the Bulldozer Matt Tremont and if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to Gungo first (laughs) tonight. How's it Yeah! the Cruiser Kick Radio has risen from the acid of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga real like that cow, like All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but... Now look at that doc, y'all, fuck that. Black D, This is bullshit, okay. man. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J.Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza. Ken- Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Morris. It is April 24th, 2019, out this motherfucker. So, uh, let's get it going, man. Uh, I wanted to do the Facebook Live fucking uh, combo thing again, see how it goes. I liked it last time. Seems to work out, you know. Um, I get a couple more years on here than uh, I normally would get. And some different people that'll pop in, you know, hit hit the uh, the watch button on there. So, uh, I man, I got... I watched Best of the Best, which is, I think, the first time in, like, three years that I've watched Best of the Best. It's crazy, because it used to be such a a big, big event. I mean, I didn't miss probably the first 12, 13 of them. It was one of my absolute favorite shows of the year, and, you know, after uh, DJ Hyde invented wrestling, uh, I, you know, things changed, and went downhill a little bit and some things just turned me off about it you know when they took it to Florida they took it away from their home fan base over here that that was like a huge slap in the face and you know they drew like 100 people so it was it was a good return you know i, I felt like that paid paid off big time and uh he got what he deserved over there but um i'll, I'll go down the whole best of the best lineup from top to bottom and and everything i don't want to start off with that so i'm going to go with uh, a couple other things I guess I'll get into what I I got into the past week. Um, normal work, gym, all of that type of stuff, you know. Um, this weekend, I went and I got a. I want This weird. Like they ask you to like tag people and shit that I got anything to do with this. So I don't know if they heard some people's names or what. They hear a lot of names in this, but uh. So what happened this past week? Um, I went out to AC, spent like an hour, couple hours out there hit Wahlburgers again. Fucking great, great fucking burgers. I can't say enough about those burgers. Um great stuff. Um then we hit the roulette for a little bit. You know, didn't didn't bet anything crazy. Went up a little bit, came down a little bit. I left with 10 bucks more than I showed up with. So, that's that's about about right, you know. No big windfalls, no big losses. You know, pretty good. I like that. Um Sunday I did my My yearly journey out to, uh, I guess it's Stockton. It's out like near Trenton. It's, um, cross country nurseries. It's the, uh, leading chili pepper plant place in the country. Um, they have, I think something like 500 varieties of peppers, which is insane. You have to go to actually believe it. It's, it's crazy. Um, so this year I think I'm going to be growing 24 types of peppers and I think one, one is like a sweet pepper, the rest are hot peppers. So, uh, I, I've always done really well with them. Not quite boogie rag Joe level. Cause that's, uh, that's a whole nother level. That guy is, is a wizard at growing and, and, uh, the things he does with his peppers afterwards are just legendary. You know, this guy, and, and he's the one who, you know, taught me how to make sauce and all of that stuff. I was just like growing them for like novelty for a couple of years before I even did something with them. So, um, I don't know, but I always do things to an extreme, so uh I guess that's part of the addictive personality. it's how I train it's how I do everything you know my my puppets my everything I do I just do way over the top so I guess there's uh you know there's some good things to that um what's going on Juan uh yeah, man, so I went out there, I got the peppers um they got some stuff that's like hotter than Carolina Reapers now. So, I'm going to be growing a couple of those and see how that turns out. See who I could uh, sucker into chewing one of those whole, And, um, you know, go from there. Uh, tomorrow night is going to be the NFL draft, which I'm very, very um, hopeful that my Niners land uh, Boza. That's that's going to be the move right there. Um, what's going on, Russell? Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, I expect them to pick that uh Kyler Murray kid first. And then Bose's going to land right in our fucking laps. And uh, man, uh, our defensive line is going to be insane. You got D Ford on the one side, Nick Boza on the other side. It's, it's curtains. The far as Buckner's like a six, seven dude. Who's going to be in between the two of these beasts. I mean, it's going to be really hard to stop our fucking pass rush next year. You know, and Jimmy coming back from injury and all the stuff we got going. It's, we got some we got some real real big stuff. Um what's going on, Edwin? In there dodging my fucking podcast, but you'll watch it live. It's alright, it's alright. Um it's going on loudy. See what I mean? Motherfuckers tune in, It wouldn't wouldn't click on the podcast otherwise. Or maybe I just don't see him on the podcast. Whatever. Um So oh, tomorrow night also, Gotham. Fucking the finale of Gotham, one of my absolute favorite shows. Uh Thanks, Loudy. Yeah, uh, one of my absolute favorite shows. Dope shit out there. If you haven't seen it, you're looking for something to binge watch. Go hop on fucking Gotham, from the first season on. The shit just it's fire right off the bat. Um, I think the biggest complaint that people have about Gotham is they're like the traditionalists, and they're like that's not how it went in the comics and this and that. They kind of rewrite a lot of things. They do a lot of things their way. And um, I was able to just like roll with it and just have fun with it because I'm not really a traditionalist that way, at least not with, uh, you know, comic books and stuff like that. I've never been a huge comic book guy, but um, it's very villain driven and very dark, and I and I liked it a lot. Uh, fantastic series. They were given one last season to close it out, which initially was going to be canceled before the last season. So. We're kind of lucky to get this here, and uh, it's going to close out with, you know, you're going to see, like, the final form of the Joker popping off, and, and they're going to tease the Batman thing, and then they're going to fucking close. So, it's going to be awesome, then it's going to be gone. So, it's bittersweet, but I'm really looking forward to watching that shit tomorrow night. And um, I, so, I got a lot on my, like, to-do list, and I just wanted to, like, get this out there because I had a bunch of shit to say. I wanted to finish watching Best of the Best. So I had to cram the rest of that tonight after I got home, and run around and do stuff with my chickens out there, you know, cleaning and got, went, got new hay and food and all of that stuff and stuff. You don't probably don't give a fuck about, um, what else? Um, kid Osborne cut a fucking fire promo on Slack. They got a gimmick that's been going for a while. A little feud that's been going for a minute. And, um, yeah, I mean, he did this fucking, the crooked eye Slack thing, like right off the bat, he nailed the fucking eye thing. Um, It was a really funny fucking promo. So, check it out. Go on Kit's page. Uh, Give his shit a like because, yeah, he he went in on that promo. I thought it was really good. And Schlack, you know, came back and did the normal Schlack stuff, man. Schlack, I mean, he's one of the most entertaining guys on the Indies straight up. I mean, and really in all of wrestling. I mean, the guy's promos are crazy. His believability is off the charts. People criticize his wrestling, but, I mean, how many other guys do you see with that believability and everything what's going on side um, so yeah so that's uh, I would definitely check out that promo exchange between Schlack and Kit um, I said it a bunch of times the best thing Kit could do is fucking leave CZW and, and sure enough it's getting eyeballs on him already um, crooked eyeballs as that that promo would be um, so there's that um, what else do I want to talk about I was just getting into the fucking shit man yeah you know I mean um teddy hart did some more bullshit um he went out there one cw one cw is a shindy company um i had been cool with sean hardy for some time he was always nice to me but um and i really kind of got connected with sean hardy via uh paul my homie paul um does photography for him and they're based out of delaware so um you know the company has been running out there since day one. It's like first state, I think that's where they get the one CW thing. And um they basically run shindy shows. They get a couple up top names, you know, you you get your maybe main events worth shit or you know, the the top two matches are worth shit, and the rest of it's just fucking local bullshit talent. Um standard shindy shit, you know. Um, but Sean was always really nice to me and stuff. Um so I was you know, I was cool with him and all that. The other person that um had me close to it was uh Kimberly McDonald who has since passed um she was a wonderful wonderful woman um in like the deepest points of my alcoholism she would check on me and shit like she was going through like cancer treatments and shit like that and I was just spiraling out of control in the backyard fucking drinking myself into a fucking just about a coma and just like lashing out and like bugging out on Facebook and calling people out and talking shit and like and she would fucking hit me up, like, every time, like, yo, are you okay? Like, how you doing? And she would try to, like, talk me off of my bullshit cliff while she was going through major, major shit, you know, and the cancer ended up claiming her, and rest in peace, Kim, but, um, I had a real fondness for anything she was involved with, and she was involved with 1CW, she was doing some, like, managerial stuff, and she was really, really into that, so, and I still, like, I'll never, ever forget her for, you know, the person she was, and, like, the amount of like to give a fuck about me we never met she was from you know delaware and all that and like the amount of like care and like she would really try to reach out to me when she saw i was spiraling way out of control and the real life shit she was going through is some deeper shit than i hope that i ever have to go through or anybody that i care about or love would have to go through so i just i couldn't thank her enough for that it was amazing you know so between her my homie Paul was shooting, you know, for them and stuff like that. And is still shooting for them. He's in the, he just went into their Hall of Fame. I had a soft spot for 1CW. And Sean always shouted me out and he's cool like that. Um. Okay. Sweet shit aside. Teddy Hart shows up there. Does a fucking, they do a Battle royal gimmick. They do all the cheesy shit. They got the Easter Bunny, got Jesus, all of that shit. It was like Easter weekend. So they were doing like all the gimmicky stuff they could. Um. So they did that. Teddy Hart comes out there with the fucking cat. Uh the finish spot is fucking Teddy super kicks the guy sitting on his knees and then uh and then yeah, um he has the cat pin the fucking the the guy. When the ref goes for the pin, you can see the cat fucking struggling his shit trying to get the fuck out of there. It's it's continued abuse. This shit is fucking abuse with Teddy. I don't give a fuck. Sean's like, oh, well, you know, uh, I didn't mean to offend anybody, but uh, you know, abuse is uh, really uh, a matter of opinion, and it's not a matter of opinion. I've been working with cats for 18 fucking years, and my job revolves around reading the body language of cats. You know, cats taught me every fucking thing I know about cats. Like, I didn't, I didn't show up there, and there was some expert to give me to show me the ropes. I got fucking bit and scratched and all that shit with cats that motherfuckers were going in there with noose poles and shit. Because the cat looked like they were shady, or, or, or they couldn't trust them, or they were scared of the cat. So they go in there with fucking noose poles and shit, and, and you know, shit is stressful as hell. Cats are pissing themselves and shit. So I had to fucking, like, jump into that fire and be like, yo, I'm not letting this shit happen anymore. I'll grab a fucking towel, and I'll do what I gotta do to move this cat without fuck all that shit. This is their life. You know, and it you stress them to the point where they don't trust people anymore. That's it. You can't adopt them out. Next thing you know, they're euthanized. Like there, there's real, real shit that I deal with. And I learned how to do that, you know, now just a couple weeks from now, 18 years ago. Um, so, and I've been doing this for years. I had people counting cats out saying, yo, that cat's unadoptable, this and that. And all I'd have to do is agree with them. And that cat's life is over, finished. Like you don't get to come back from that and and i put those same cats in house in in homes you know what i mean i got people still sending me emails telling them this is my best friend so you understand my, my bond with cats and my feelings about cats are so deep-rooted. I'm not up for opinions of fucking wrestlers and promoters. You could suck my dick, motherfucker. When it comes down to you telling me that this cat's a trained performer. Noah, it's not really abuse. He knows what he's doing. First off, the cat looks drugged. I know cats way too well. He's carrying the motherfucker. Looks like a dish rag. He gets him out there. And as soon as noise starts happening, the cat tries to get the fuck out of there. He ran out of the ring on the, on the Kasai show. You had the fucking cat in there, tried to do a spot with Orange Cassidy. Fucking cat ran out of the ring into the crowd. John Gray had to fucking scoop him up. You know what I mean? Fucking, um, this one, he went for the pin. You see the cat like, oh, fuck, like what the, this is not where they fucking belong. And, And besides even like what's going on in the ring and all that shit, the noise of the crowd, that's not a fucking cat's domain. They don't like noisy shit. If you walked into my fucking cat yard where I worked and started fucking banging cymbals, You watch fucking a couple of them pinball off the fucking cages like, oh, fuck, we got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? You go in there nice and soft and calm and start talking to them fucking gently, fucking ears perk up. They fucking, they start rubbing against the cage like, hey, what's going on, man? You know? These cats are individuals. They're not just like it's not just part of fucking entertainment. It's not a prop. It's not just something to get over. And that's the thing that pisses me off about Teddy the most. I was a fan of Teddy Hart for years and years and years. When people shit on him, they hated him. He was, you know, he's a loose cannon. He talked a bunch of shit, this and that. But I was a fucking diehard fan of Teddy Hart. And he never needed this shit. He's one of the most talented, athletic motherfuckers in the business. But he's a dickhead. And and he went on shoot interviews talking about. He made more money off of fucking selling cats and breeding cats. Again, millions of cats are dying in fucking shelters. Persians like he's got, all types of Siamese, fucking anything you name, they're dying in fucking shelters because there's a lack of homes. So when your dickhead fucking professional wrestler is running around trying to make fucking cash off of selling cats, I got a problem with that. I don't think that shit is cool. I don't think that that's like, oh, okay, good. Good, yeah, he's making money. Oh, good for him. No, no, no. These are lives on the line. You're taking lives away. You're taking homes away from cats who need it or sitting in shelters, staring out of their cage, waiting for a fucking answer. And you're running around there fucking smoking weed, blowing in the fucking cat's face and shit on shoot interviews. You're a dickhead, basically. And then, So, so now here's the part where it goes a little bit further. Because I've, I've had it. I've had it with this shit. I already told like, a lot of motherfuckers, I don't give a fuck about wrestling anymore. I'm 41 years old, man. Some of the shit entertains me. Some of the shit turns me the fuck off. These guys are running around grabbing each other's dick and balls and fucking sticking their fingers up each other's assholes and telling you, oh, you're homophobic if you don't like this shit. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't like this shit, man. I like combat. I like when motherfuckers used to beat the shit out of each other. And you had to go like, man, maybe these guys don't like each other. The way they're going at this shit right now, maybe maybe these motherfuckers really don't even like each other. That's the type of fucking feeling I like to get when I watch fucking wrestling. Now I'm like, they might be fucking. These these cats might be fucking after this show because that's that's the vibe I get now. Even when they're fucking beating the shit out of each other. After the match, you're like, man, I love you. Fucking hugging, half of crying and shit. Get the fuck out of here. It's not it's not my type of shit anymore. You know what I mean? So it's real easy for me to detach from this shit and walk away and just be like, hey, you know, this isn't for me. So when it comes down to cats is my fucking passion, man. This is this is my life. This is what I'm about. This isn't just my middle name. This, is, This is real shit. If you're a fan and you're fucking clapping for the cat, if you're a fucking... Uh, you're taking pictures with the fucking cat You're If you're a wrestler And you're in there taking fucking pictures with the cat And you're fucking Hanging out with fucking Teddy And doing the cat thing Fucking oh yeah me and the cat Holding the cat all that bullshit If you're a promoter And you're allowing him to come in here And play in fucking cat spots and shit like that Fuck you I ain't fucking with you Because this is real shit to me I don't give a fuck What kind of little play wrestling shit you're doing They're, they're props The British Bulldogs used to fucking between them and the fucking other dudes Used to fucking load that dog with laxatives Because that shit was funny It was shit all over the place That was like the big rib That fucking dog lived a life of torture Shit its fucking brains out For motherfuckers to laugh and go Yo, oh, he did it again Oh, that's fucked up that, that shit's not cool to me That fucking animal had to deal with a terrible life Because other cats Other people thought that shit was funny I don't think that shit's funny that, that's not the life I'm living I'm proud of what the fuck I do I'm proud of what the fuck work I put in The passion I put into what I love So when people just use an animal as a prop That's like saying like You know if you're like oh yeah Teddy I love cats He brings the cat out Like if that's your mentality Then you're the same type of motherfucker to be like I love circuses because they got the elephants Like they stick them in trucks and drive them all over the fucking country They don't, they don't have a good life It's like this cat He just he sticks them in a carrier and drives here Flies there, flies there, flies there, flies there. How often does that cat get to really just figure out, do I want to lay in that window? Do I want to go stretch out in the sun spot in the middle of the floor? Do I want to go over here? Do I want to go to... It's fucking Teddy Hart's traveling fucking circus cat. That's all that is. You know? And I'm not cool with it. I don't give a fuck who you are. I'll delete you all off of Facebook. I don't give a fuck, man. I'll have like... Me and the people in my fucking house, and another five fucking people on my Facebook. I don't give a fuck who you are. There's a couple people on my Facebook, wrestlers and shit like that. I'll be sad to see go because I, you know, I did form a connection with them as far as talking to them and, you know, and getting used to having them, you know, be part of my fucking life. You know, I, I I've got to be friendly with a lot of these people, but I, I just draw the fucking line there. When it comes to animals, if you think that shit's cute, you think that shit's funny. Fuck out of here. I'm all done. I'm all set. I, I don't need it. I don't need to honor that shit. I don't need to humor that shit. I'm at the point in life, again, 41 years old. Do I really need to fucking bury my morals for the f- sake of entertainment? Fuck no. Fuck no. So fuck Sean Hardy. Fuck everybody. Fuck, oh, I mean, I've been saying fuck Bretton and, and Danny, but fuck them. Fuck everybody who's booking that shit. Because if you fucking, if you got Teddy on a fucking card and said, hey, Teddy, man, we'd love to have you on the card. You're talented as fuck. The cat is not welcome, man. We don't want any, even if it's like we don't want the drama, we don't want the heat from people having problems with it. You know, it's just, it, it's really, it's not worth it, man. Like, your talent is worth every bit of our booking fee. Just fucking show up, do your thing. We're, we're booking your wrestling. We're not booking the fucking, you really need a prop to get over? What kind of carrot top wrestling bullshit is this? Like, you need to show up with things to get over? Teddy, you never needed a fucking thing. Teddy never needed all that shiny shit he wore, but, I mean, that was Teddy, you know what I mean? But he shows up, fucking microphone, and his fucking wrestling ability, and that fucking dude was over. That's it. That's all he ever fucking needed. Shit's completely uncalled for, completely unnecessary. It's like Mike Vick, fucking talented as fuck, millionaire, for fun, he was choking the shit out of dogs, and fucking drowning them, and fucking fighting them in the yard, and all of this shit. What the fuck kind of dumb shit is that? I was supposed to go like, "Oh, but he's really good on the field. Fuck what he is on the field. I don't give a fuck." I mean, this is this is real life shit. Either either you care about what you believe in or you don't. And you you can't you can't turn that on and off. You know? That that's that's just how I feel. So fuck all those motherfuckers booking this shit. Fuck everybody that participates in that shit. I uh, I mean, I just I'm just not with it. Not with it at all. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be quiet about it. I'm not gonna be secret about it. I'm just deleting motherfuckers, putting them on blast, fucking. Just it is what it is, and it's not the end of the world. Who the fuck am I? You know, nobody needs to be my fucking friend on Facebook. It's no fucking. Uh, there's no benefit to you to be like friends with JCat if you if you're down with this Teddy and the Cat shit. So fuck me. You know what I mean, delete me off of there. Fuck out of here. You know, move on. I'm just some fucking guy from Jersey. No big deal. Um. Oh now let's go further on that these other cocksuckers man because here's the thing like i call people out by name i say how i feel i don't fucking i'm not shy i tag motherfuckers on facebook like y'all i'm talking about you i i come on this show i talk about people straight up my fucking profile on everything i've ever been on has been my fucking name I'm not like Bobo St. Cloud with a fucking picture of a Pokemon and I'm talking shit on Facebook or a message board or a fucking anywhere. I'm fucking J. Cat Morris. It's on my motherfucking ID. That's my fucking legit name. That's, that's where I'm at. That, that's who I am. I've seen motherfuckers in person. Yeah, uh, you know I mean? That's what I've been th- throughout. So when motherfuckers are on my Facebook page and everything's cool... And then I say some shit. My page is private, but I'm not scared to say shit to anybody. I went on Sean Hardy's page and said, yo, I think you guys are fucking scumbags. We were always cool, Sean, but this is some bullshit right here, so you can go fuck yourself. I told the motherfucker straight up. I had this other dude, Sean Carlson, popping off. and oh, da-da-da-da-da. So I told him to go fuck his mother. And he's like, oh, why are you go to talk about my... Your mother brought you in this fucking world, didn't teach you shit. And now I got you on Facebook talking to me like you fucking know something. Go take your little fucking... Dollar dollar bill jacket wearing fucking uh, managerial bullshit. Play wrestler motherfucker. Take your shit up the road. Go fuck your mother. You know what I mean? And I don't give a fuck. Come to my fucking house. Drive fucking three and a half hours from Delaware. And I'll tell you to your fucking face. I mean, I ain't going out of my fucking way to, to talk to you. But it is what it is, man. I'm not hiding behind shit. But what I'm saying is... So... I told him what the fuck I wanted to tell him, gave him a fucking opportunity response. They responded, all of that shit. Then I just fucking blocked it. Blocked them, fucking done with y'all. You know what I mean? So, then my boy Paul tells me, like, yo, yeah, he just, uh, somebody screenshotted your status on your, on your page. Not what you said to them on their page. Screenshotted your status on your page, and he just posted it talking shit on his page. So here, here's what this is. Now, this is just a coward motherfucker on my page lurking, pretending like we're friends. And, and come on, Facebook, we're not really fucking friends for the most part. You know, there's, there's some really good people on there where i consider friends even if I haven't met them. But I have a good enough rapport with them. Like, Paul, Paul, we've met a bunch of times and stuff like that. Great fucking dude. Lives in Delaware, never really hung out outside of a show. But outside of that, like, he's a great fucking dude. I'd stick up for him any fucking time of the year. A lot of people on Facebook like that But You know I got a shitload of fucking friends And most of them I never requested It was like mutual wrestling This and that Friend request Accept And then they just fucking Lay in the cut So then they try to fucking go Like send screenshots And like tell on me What, what do you think That's gonna accomplish You think they're gonna show up And kick the shit out of me Cause that's not happening I've seen these motherfuckers man <laughs> There ain't no ass kicking Going on in their fucking life Let alone with me You know Like I'm I'm fucking I'm I'm putting work in out this motherfucker. Like you you, it's gonna take more than Sean Carlson to kick my fucking ass. I can tell you that much right fucking now. So but the coward motherfuckers that are out here screenshotting trying to tell on motherfuckers, I'm not worried about people hearing about it. I'm worried about motherfuckers sitting on my page like clowns to run back and tell on me, like like that's like some new shit's gonna happen. Like that's some wild shit, man. That's some real wild shit for you to have to fucking go to sleep with every night, type of dude, man. I just told on this dude. What? Well, and then you just sit back and what? Like, what what happens? What happens? Like, I I don't get it. I I don't really understand what you're trying to accomplish. I don't I don't see it. A mountain shit. I'm still looking. He ain't motherfucker ain't here yet. Let me sip some more sparkling water. Wait for him. Nope. Um, But, you know, I've said the type of shit that I'm saying and showed up at fucking shows month in, month out. Motherfuckers used to talk wild shit on the message boards to me. And back then I was fucking drunk and I was just popping off left and right. All that shit. saying fucking. And I was letting them get to me like heavy. So I was fucking going off and on some, yo, know, say that shit in person, all that shit. And it was like a running joke. It became like fun after a while. Like, yo, this, yo, he's saying in person, huh? No, like real shit, though. Like, if you're going to talk reckless, like, talk reckless. Like, do that shit, you know? And month in and month out and month in and month out, I was out fucking CCW fucking arena, drunk as fuck, show up with my girl, and that's it. I didn't show up with a crew. I didn't show up with anybody. If anything, they could have had five motherfuckers beat the shit out of me because I'd see these groups of motherfuckers standing there. Ain't nobody had shit to say to me. Not a word to say to me, let alone do shit to me. So I, I'm especially now fucking almost six years fucking sober. I'm sure as fuck not worried now. If if there's anything, it's not. It's, I'm not fucking worried about fucking bullshit dudes on online that are screenshotting my shit and telling their fucking friends on me. Like, get the fuck out of my face. I, I just I can't stand this fucking society anymore. I really can't. Like they're all pussies. They fucking run around and um, they're super sensitive about some shit, but then they pop off about other shit. And then as soon as you go back, they're the victim. It's just the f- shit is crazy. Y'all y'all need to find a fucking hobby. Like I got a lot of hobbies and shit. This is this is one of them. I like to do the podcast thing. You know, every once in a while I'll do the podcast thing. I got puppets and and I grow peppers and I got animals chickens and i mean i do obstacle course racing i i mean it's, it's all very fulfilling you know people you know in the wrestling community will, oh J cat's miserable J cat he, he's uh he's always negative i mean if you look at the shit i actually enjoy then i don't think i'm very negative at all but you're looking at shit i'm upset with so of course you're going to hear negativity um what else draft da, da, da. Bray Wyatt's gimmick is fucking crazy. I, I mean, I don't even know, man. I watched this shit earlier, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I even just watched. I I don't I don't know if I like it. If I don't like it, I think I like it. I like it's psychotic. It's like way different than than some other shit they're doing. I I don't really know how to feel about it. Like I like the Wyatt family gimmick, but they fucking dropped the ball on it they were rolling with that at luke harper and all that shit in there and then they dropped the ball and it was like that there is no family like those guys are gone and now they're they're booking him low on the card and he used to have like powers over people and now motherfuckers are working on a different show and shit just doesn't seem like logical if if he had some kind of control over people so they kind of dropped the ball on it i mean arena is full of the fucking phone lights and shit shit it was one of the craziest entrances i ever saw and somehow they dropped the ball on that shit. So, I mean, for them to go a whole nother direction now with it, I mean, he's a creative dude. I would think he has some input in in some of the things he's been doing. So I'll give him that. He's a creative dude, and um, this has got like a real fucking weird, bizarre feel. <laughs> yeah, you understand, saying like the pedophile gimmick and shit, and like I I guess you get a little hints of that too because he is talking to kids kind of. But um, I, man, I don't I don't know. I I don't think that that's what they're going for, but uh it's definitely got some creepy kind of shit going on. Um you know, I don't watch it enough to really see too much of where it goes. Y'all have to post that shit on Facebook or something now. I'll, I'll give it a watch. That's how I saw it today. I don't know if it aired on Monday or, or what, but today's fucking Wednesday. I just found out about it. Um Oh, um shout out to um as far as wrestling goes, uh uh, Chrissy Rivera, I'm, I'm trying to read while I'm Chrissy Rivera and uh, formerly known as the Jolly Roger, um, Chris McGuckin, uh, they got married over the weekend. Uh, long time coming. They had been uh, planning and planning and talking and talking about the uh, the Disney thing going on and stuff. They pretty much did like what DJ Hyde does on a weekend, but like made a, an actual event out of it and did it you know way bigger. It had a lot more emotion and and uh, purpose behind it. Um, I had gotten friendly with Chrissy years ago when she was with Sammy Callahan. Um, you know, obviously, you know, going to CCW every month and stuff, i had started to talk to these guys and, you know, I'd been cool with Sammy and all of that. And, um, they were getting married and, um, they needed someone to watch their dog. And we ended up saying, all right, yeah, we'll watch the dog. So, uh, Plonja came and stayed here for the weekend, you know, Sammy and Christy came over, we did a little barbecue and shit like this, and, uh, you know, it was cool, it was, it, it was cool, and, um, you know, I had a good time and everything else, and, um, everything seemed great, you know, they were, they were really, you know, good people and all that, and Chrissy was always, like, super, super nice, well, shit fell apart, Sammy ended up being kind of a fucking dickhead, and, uh, like, fucked her over and, and uh, left her and, you know, all sorts of other shit that, you know, isn't isn't really good. And, uh, you know, that's her story to tell. That's not my deal. But, um oh, yeah, they were planning their wedding weekend. So we watched Planja when they went to, like, go to the destination to plan the thing. And then we watched her again when they actually went to get married or whatever. So that was the deal there. But um, so then Chrissy, you know, had really been just like torn apart by the whole thing and just like – because she just got blindsided by the whole thing and Sammy just like up and fucking left. And, um, yeah, I remained friends with Chrissy. I had Chrissy on the show quite a few times. Uh, she had like guest co-hosted a bunch of times with me and stuff. And um, she's always just been a great, great girl. And, um, you know, I was always like someone I was really happy to be friends with and everything. And it was, you know, one of those like, you know, friends through wrestling – that that be you know, I ended up knowing a little bit more as a person. You know, we don't we weren't hanging out all the time or anything. It was the two times we actually like, you know, the watch the dog and then, you know, they came over and whatever. And it and it was nice. But I felt really bad for everything she went through, you know, with Sammy and um time went by, you know, her life continued obviously and uh, you know, Sammy's doing his thing or whatever. And Chrissy ended up um linking up with Chris. And you could just see that the, their bond was like immediate they were cool as shit together. They had all sorts of like common interests and all of that. And, um, you know, both big Disney fans and Chris is a big Muppet fan. So I'm a big fan of him. And, uh, you know, the, um, the superhero stuff and all the different things. They had so much in common that they really came together to, to do it. And, and they just got married. So congratulations to them. Um, I think it's an excellent, excellent pairing. I'm really happy to see her so happy. And, um, yeah. So shout out to, uh, former guest co-host of the show um Chrissy Rivera or Christina McGuckin at this point so um yeah so there's that um I guess let's just go into the um best of the best show all right so now going into this best of the best uh I don't even know what fucking number it is uh it's it's a high one though um CZW, uh, man, it's it's taking some wild turns, and here we are now. Uh, that's the best 19, maybe. I don't even know. It's it's been a lot. Um, so DJ comes out to start the show looking fatter than shit. Um, and I this guy's been through like fucking four personal trainers. He like does like Instagram shit, like Instagram stories where, like, chicks are like yelling like you're a bitch and like squat you're my bitch and like, bitch, and like it it sounded like fucking like dominatrix shit. And uh, in the end, man, he was just fatter. I would swear he was fatter when he was done with all this shit. I, I don't know how he's managing to have a personal trainer and uh, continue to just be as fat as he is. It, it's amazing. It's it's quite uh, remarkable how um, he must just hit the fucking... I, I don't know. I don't know what he does. There's some theories that maybe he just splashes water on his face, takes a picture at the gym... Tags a motherfucker, pays him twenty bucks to like, you know, uh vouch for his story that he was there doing shit. And uh just goes home because man, he's fat as fuck. Um so he's out there, he announces the participants, and um they have Gangone and uh Travis from House of Glory come out there last, and they don't come out through the entrance, they announce like uh, they they refuse to share a locker room with CZW da, da 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 so they come through the other way. Um, they they get in there for the group photo and everybody's posing. DJ's in the middle standing there with the trophy and they're flipping him off. Now here here's here's where we all begin the problem. Is anybody gonna boo outsiders flipping off DJ? Really seriously not a chance. Not a fucking chance. Is DJ a face? No. So when your outsiders are up against heels within your company, what exactly do you expect the fans to do? What what is your goal reaction? Like is your your goal like DJ is suddenly a face because like those evil doers from fucking House of Glory are here now, and these are CZW guys, so now all of a sudden people are actually going to like DJ, because that's not going to fucking happen. is not going to be effaced by any stretch of the imagination, so it's really weird that, like, he seems to be the centerpiece for who House of Glory is going up against, and no one fucking likes DJ. So, like, you start to go, like, maybe I'm with House of Glory, even though I'm a CZW fan. I know I showed up with a CZW shirt, but they're making me pick against, like, the guy I don't like the most, and, like, these new cats and for the most part when new guys come into czw or any company like if you got you know some talent that comes in you're happy to see them like oh good they brought in such and such from up the road you know like cool but if the result of that is like okay now boo them because they don't like dj Like, we don't either i kind of agree with these motherfuckers you know so it's it's really weird um the other thing is is like And I had said this this with the whole fucking – with the entire uh, gimmick, the whole fucking angle. There was no faces. There was no faces from CZW going up against House of Glory. So what reaction are you looking for? I don't get it. I don't get it. And not only that, like, you didn't have fucking CZW guys going up against House of Glory. And then you're like, yeah, 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 why don't you come in and see how CCW does it? Well, what do you mean by that? Because, like, the field you got, you got two guys who used to work for CCW. They still pop in here and there, but, like, B-Boy, you just put in the Hall of Fame. For the most part, he's not a regular. He lives in Cali, all of that. Okay, David Starr, he's been in fucking England and Europe and all that shit. He pops in here and there, but he's not, like, a regular CCW guy, so... So I wouldn't call him. Okay, Anthony Green's been a pretty pretty steady mainstay and stuff. Okay, design would evolve. So I don't know if you would call him a CZW guy at this point. Um, and then you got um John Silver, which, okay, I'd call him a CZW guy because, you know, he's been there a decent amount of time. They had him in the Chris Cash ladder match deal. And then, you know, at the, the end of the show, spoiler alert, he wins the fucking title. Okay. So I call him like a CZW guy, but was he... Was he invading House of Glory? No. Was he in any promo material at all against House of Glory? No. All the promos were DJ versus House of Glory. Nobody gives a fuck about DJ versus anything. DJ versus his fucking cholesterol level is pretty much the only thing people have been paying attention to since since the inception of DJ Hyde in fucking anything. It's like, is this guy going to make it through the fucking year? Like, look how fat he is. Like, shit, why does he keep staring at the ceiling? Like, is he having a stroke? Like, what's going on? You know? that That's the type of things we, we think about when DJ's out there. Not like, oh, shit, who's DJ going to fight next? No one gives a fuck. Everybody hopes that it's all a dark match. Like, empty arena, dark match, never televised, throw shit in the trash. Like, that's what we expect DJ to be doing because nobody gives a fuck. So, um... The the match starts out... Uh, first match is Anthony Green... B-Boy... Mance Warner... And... Anthony Gangone... Uh, I'd say this is probably the best first round match that they had out there... Um lot of talent... Like, fucking straight up talent... Um, one of the things that jumped out... Right off the bat, man... like th- This is always the thing that cuts through whatever you're watching... If the commentators are fucking irritating, this is the type of shit that jumps off like, what the fuck, this guy. MLJ or ML Jericho, as I like to call him, um, he's fucking horrendous. And he does this, like, try to be cool, try to be, like, half hood type shit. And, like, it's fucking, it's irritating, like, real bad. Like, I, I always wonder if there's any possibility that a truck can drive through the arena and just run him the fuck over, like, mid-sentence. But... The more time that goes by I just don't think it's possible. It's it's really unfortunate. Or like if they could just host events in places where beams might randomly fall. I mean that I'm just looking for a way for him to be gone. I just, you know, it's a shame. Like so he says uh at some point he goes, First things first, fuck New York, bro. So if that's okay, we're supposed to be on this guy's side up against House of Glory I I can't fuck with you. You know what I mean? You're not the type of dude that I want to talk to. I'd like you to stop talking. I, I can't imagine that this is supposed to be the, the face side of things. It's like, oh, fuck New York, bro. Whew. Not cool. That shit doesn't sound cool to any fucking body on the planet. Not to me, not to nobody. So, um, and then at some point he goes, because, uh, Anthony Gangone is in there and he goes, I wish the other Anthony was in the ring doing things right now. And I'm just like, I just fucking, I just, I can't do this with you. This is fucking crazy. So, um, the other weird thing about this match is Anthony green, who's supposed to be a face has the, uh, I don't know what the fuck they're called. Bombshell something or others. A hotties or I don't know what the fuck two blonde chicks. He comes out with, um, they interfered in the match, so they came in, did, like, spots on fucking gangone and shit, little fucking flip stunner shit or whatever the fuck they did. Oh, uh, the one did, like, a fucking, like, try to do a moonsault off the second rope but still use their hands to, like, hand spring off the mat. I was like, ah, I don't know. That shit did, that shit look crazy. But, um... Not like crazy in a whole how talented way. Like why did you try a backflip. If you couldn't even get your fucking hands over it. It it looked fucking lame. But anyway. So they're doing spots and shit. They're like interfering. When they're like the face deal right. And then. After the match. Green wins. And. Fucking Gangone attacks. uh, Green. And the chicks. And the announcers are trying to like, yeah, what a despicable, he attacked them for no reason. I'm like, well, I mean, they got involved in the match before he even, so just seems fucking really weird and misguided. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I just thought it came off strange. Um, so by winning this match, um, he fucking, uh, he, he's the world champion. He was a world champion because the world title was on the line. Mans Warner had it to begin with. Um, the other thing I want to talk about in this, this coming out of this match, B-Boy. B-Boy, as far as I'm concerned, is an absolute legend on the indies. The problem with that is in the long run, years down the road, people are going to have to explain who the fuck B-Boy was to your average person because B-Boy hasn't gotten the mainstream um, notoriety. He hasn't gotten the exposure that he deserves. Uh, B-Boy, like many other fucking people out there on the indies, has gotten fat. B-Boy um, had got... Um, recently, he had put up something on on Facebook talking about maybe changing his name and this and this. And you know, I, I responded on there. I think I even said it on the show that, like, B-Boy's never going to shake B-Boy. B-Boy's a fucking legend under B-Boy, you know? So the stuff that he put out there, um, you would have to, like start a whole second career that would outdo your first one for people to remember your second name more than your first name. You're still going to be B-Boy. The best you could do right now, as far as name change, is come up with a new nickname that maybe catches, but you're still B-Boy. You're always going to be B-Boy to people. So don't, don't try to reinvent this and that, but what I would like to see B-Boy do, and I'm just calling a fat because, you know, I'm a jerk off and I like to say that shit, but you know, I mean, take that for what it is. Um, but like I said, I would like to see B-Boy solidified. I like to see B-Boy show up on the fucking NXT. I like to see him show up on on some of these fucking AEW's on a this, on a that. Whatever the platform is, I would like to see him on the big stage and I'd like to see him go out there and crush it because he can. He's he's as far as I'm concerned, he's a fucking legend on the indies. So what I would like to see B-Boy do is I'd like to see B-Boy go out there, get a fucking personal trainer, push himself as hard as he possibly fucking can, go get in the best fucking shape of your life, which I know isn't fucking easy. But again, I'm 41 and I'm in the best shape of my life. So I can at least speak from experience to say you really can fucking turn the corner and, and hit another fucking gear and not look back. Because I think B-Boy deserves to be solidified in people's minds who's never heard of B-Boy before. Bring that veteran experience to a fucking televised product And fucking kill it because he can do it He has now uh, like I said Veteran experience and on top of that If you could fucking whip yourself into shape And be the best motherfucking b-boy you've been Thus far Come on man you absolutely deserve to be Fucking known by people all over the Fucking world more so than just like An indie superstar Because now the indies are getting put on such a bigger Stage and I hate to see people That were so big to me Through the 2000s To now like miss the cut you know what I mean? There were guys that hung it up just as the fucking the doors open for the WWE or signing this guy and signing this guy and signing that guy where those doors weren't open before. And now that they're open, some people just missed that fucking cut and are towards that end of their career. And I think B-Boy still has enough left in the tank that if he's able to fucking whip himself into fucking shape and, and just go fucking 100 miles an hour, he's got that experience. He's got that ability. He's got that believability. To fucking do major shit out there. So I, I would really like to see that. You know. He's one of those guys I always enjoyed watching. One of my very favorite guys out there. And I'd like to see him hit that fucking another gear. And, and go out there and fucking shock the world. 100%. Um, like why shouldn't that guy be in Japan? Why shouldn't that guy be on TV? Why? You know. So that, that's my personal opinion on, on uh, B-Boy. And what he should be doing right now. Uh, like I said, that's just not going to come easy, but, you know, uh, dedicate yourself to that shit. Focus on that shit because you put enough work into your career that you deserve some kind of big payoff at the end. Um, obviously, he could lend a lot as far as training and, and teaching other guys who are coming up because he's got that, that longevity, but um, I, I'd love to see him really get fucking noticed on a big, big level because I think he's earned that. Um,. Next up, David Starr versus Darius Lockhart versus Joey Lynch versus Jimmy Rave. Again, Jimmy Rave got fat as fuck. I I don't know what it is. I don't know if, like, there's just, um, if it's like the traveling lifestyle of an indie wrestler that that they're just eating whatever the fuck. Um, uh, Russell's asking me who the team to beat in the NBA playoffs is. I haven't watched a single NBA game all fucking year, bro, on on some real shit. Um, I don't know. I just had, like, that, sometimes I get that, like, hangover off the football season, and I just can't fucking click in, and, um, you know, with all the turmoil and shit that was going on with LeBron, and, uh, you know, the team falling apart, and LeBron being hurt, and stuff like that, I just, I just couldn't fucking phase over, so, i wait until he gets a little bit of a squad to fucking contend next year, and then I'm gonna try to tune back in, but, um, I don't know. One thing I could say about the NBA, and sorry for anybody who was, like, really into the best of the best recap, but I'm going to get right back to that in a second, but one thing I could say is, like, Russell Westbrook, what the fuck, man? Because Nipsey fucking died, and this dude put up 20-20-20 like, some shit that has never been done since fucking, I think, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Why does it take a motherfucker dying for you to do some, like, legendary shit, and then, like, you fall off the rest of the fucking playoffs, and all I see is memes is people shitting on Russell Westbrook and all this. So what the fuck is going on that, like, you could at will be like, yo, this guy died. I'm going to put up numbers that make sense to him. But, like, shit that's never been done in the NBA since, like, fucking crazy amount of years. That's that's fucking crazy. Someone needs to motivate this dude. I think, if anything, the dude completely lacks motivation And if he got the right fucking fire under him, he could be one of the best in the fucking league again. Because, obviously, he had motivation that day based on Nipsey dying and put up numbers that were significant to Nipsey's career but unheard of within the NBA realm. So, the fucking dude 100% needs motivation. Um, I'm not saying a bunch of his favorite rappers should die, but there's got to be a way to fucking light a fire under this dude because how is it you could just at the, at the snap of your fingers do some unheard of shit it's weird but anyway um uh yeah so back to that um david star Davies lockhart joey lynch jimmy rave jimmy Rave's fat again uh it, it's weird he's looking almost like ricky page if you squint your eyes like what what the fuck's going on jimmy um another guy veteran experience you know what can you say um Darius uh, A lot of these guys I haven't seen before Darius Lockhart looks like He looks talented but his shit looks a little off His shit looks like it's it's just about there Where it needs to be Some shit just looks like not polished enough But he he seems very very talented He seems like a guy within like two years He's going to be like fucking everywhere Um, Joey Lynch looks tremendously talented Uh, The fucking dude is like uh, Real real athletic His shit looks real crisp out there um, they were talking a lot about his moonsault And I don't know if I looked away for the second he hit it or some shit But I feel like they didn't let him get that shit in Thanks Chris <laughs> uh, Fucking people tune in They see their shirt on here um, But yeah um, David Starr I mean he's one of the most talented fucking wrestlers On the indies I also think he's the most whiny millennial motherfucker on the internet But uh, crazy talented So you know it is what it is um, Who else was in his match? Yeah, that was it. I named a four. I didn't think this match was, like, great. It was alright. You know, not not terrible. But, uh, you know, it it was what it was. It filled the, uh, filled the spot. And, uh... I mean, I feel like they got a lot of young guys that if CZW continuously booked some of these guys that they brought in for best of the best, they'd have not a bad roster. But half of this fucking card ends up being students and shit. And you'll see when it comes to, like, semi-main event the type of shit they pulled. And it's fucking ridiculous. Uh... So next up you had a lot of a lot more fucking talented motherfuckers. Uh John Silver, Fred Yehai, Gary J, and Chris Statlander. Uh Chris Statlander is a chick who I guess pretends to be an alien or something. Um but she didn't fit in this. I mean it she seems like a very good female wrestler. Um I, I don't really like one like lone chick in the middle of best of the best. I, I don't I don't like it. I don't think it's great. I think she's either gotta be like an absolute killer where she's just, like, knocking people's heads off and shit, which is, it's hard to sell, you know? Um, You got all these, like, super, super talented athletes, and she's talented, but she's still, like, completely, odds are completely against her, and your only plan is to put her out first round anyway. So it's not like she's going to shock the fucking world. They did the same kind of shit with uh, Tessa Blanchard, didn't they, last year? I didn't even watch that one, but um, they did the same shit with that. And they put, like, one chick in and knock her the fuck out first round, and it, it just looks fucking stupid. It doesn't look like you're... You're giving everybody a fair shot or whatever because you knock her out the first round. People forget about that shit, and it's like, what the fuck do you even bother with that for? So, I don't know. She seems talented, but, again, you got fucking John Silver in there, Fred Yehai, fucking Gary J. These guys are beating the shit out of each other. Now her strikes got to match up to what they're doing. I don't know. I, I just – I'm not a fan of it. Um, she did a spot to the outside. I really – and, I mean, maybe this is just through, like, the high flyers getting so much better over the years. But at this point, I hate when, like, three, four fucking people are out there to spot one fucking person diving, you know? I mean, you get guys like fucking G's who are doing their fucking topes and shit, landing on one fucking guy. And then you get another guy who needs, like, the fucking audience to clear out and come catch him on the outside. And, and the whole crew falls down. You yeah, you know, like, when you get three, four people, they should catch the motherfucker every time and throw him on the floor. Like, it doesn't make a sense how, how everybody falls down based off of one fucking chick jumping off the top rope. It's just crazy to me, you know? So, I don't know. It just it just doesn't work for me. I, I just don't feel like it's um is that believable or even worth the fucking jumping off the top rope. You need all the fucking people to catch you. I don't even feel like you need to be, like, tremendously trained. Like, if you have enough people to catch you, it just becomes safe at some point, right? It's like, a, like crowd surfing and shit. It's like you don't need to be a bunch of talented motherfuckers in the audience. I mean, people have got dropped doing that shit too. Maybe that's a horrible um, comparison, but um, but yeah, uh, Silver wins this. Uh, he goes on. Uh, next up is Jordan Oliver in a prison suit. Now hold up. If this dude thinks for one fucking second that a prison would work out for him, this is like a rape suit, man. I guarantee you, if this dude went to prison, he would set a record for rapes in the in, in, in one day. Like, there's no way he wouldn't get, like, gang fucking marathon raped. The shit would be just, like, a fucking, uh, I I mean, was his fucking Nirvana Rape Me t-shirt in a fucking wash? Like, why did he wear a prison suit out the fucking out there? Like, like, that shit would go well for him at all. Like, he wouldn't make it through one fucking day without major problems. He should have, like... Cut a hole in the ass of that suit So he could at least replicate what was about to happen If he really had to wear that shit in real life Like why is this 85 pound motherfucker Showing up in a fucking prison suit Like he's fucking homicide or some shit Like he's the fucking hit squad Like what the fuck is this guy thinking Like which one of his stupid ass friends said Yo that shit would look dope If you went out there in a prison suit Like come on man this shit is crazy, and this dude's horrible. I don't give a fuck what nobody says this dude is green as fuck. DJ's the guy that was like, Schlack's too green to be on my shows. And you got this guy, your Wired champion at 85 pounds, out here in a fucking prison suit. This dude looks transgender. Straight up. Get out of here, man. I am not trying to hear this shit. You ain't gonna you ain't gonna put this guy out here in a fucking prison suit and not have me saying shit. This shit is crazy, man. Put this guy on the fucking scared straight program or something tell him to stop wearing a fucking prison suit before some shit happens. I got think if this dude went to his mailbox enough time in that fucking suit, some shit would pop off. There'd be a squirrel that jumped out of the fucking tree and raped this dude. I mean, you got to be fucking kidding me. I saw like a clip. I'll tell you one thing. This motivated me to watch this show because I saw like a picture. I'm like, don't tell me this motherfucker wore a prison suit to the motherfucking show. This dude is like 90 fucking pounds tops blonde kid in a fuck with a man bun is out here with a fucking prison suit on. I don't even know what the fuck's going on anymore. Like this is where society's gotten anymore. Now it's like you can't judge. You can I'll judge my motherfucking asshole if you watch me judge. Um so then he's up against uh Myron Reed, who's very talented. Uh Sammy Guevara Who's super fucking talented, but smiles like he's retarded all the time. Like I don't like like real gummy smiles and shit. Like like <laughs> shit's wild. And then uh, Matt Travis, who's yeah, he's a good cat. Uh, he came out in a a fucking fur coat with his fucking wrestling underwear and a ski mask on. Like that was some old mixed match shit. He looked like a um like when your kid comes out of the room and was like fucking around for a while. And You go, like, what the fuck are you wearing? What kind of mix-match wild shit you got going right now? Like, a fucking ski mask, a fur coat, and your fucking wrestling underwear and shit. Like, this is a wild combo you got going, bro. Like, I don't know. Again, I don't know if you got together with Jordan Oliver and said, okay, you wear the prison suit. I know it looks like you're going to get raped by fucking anybody who meets you today. But you wear the prison suit. I'm going to wear a ski mask, fur coat, and a motherfucking wrestling trunks. All right. <laughs> we look stupid, right? Yeah, we look stupid. All right, good. Let's go. Fucking hit the music. So they did that shit. Um, like I said, Jordan's fucking terrible. Everything he, he does out there has no flow to it. He's doing like spin kicks and shit that don't look, even look like wrestling moves. Um, his shit looks like way out of sync. His fucking offense is unbelievable. He, he's just fucking lanky. And, and, and I just, I can't get past the prison suit. Although a lot of motherfuckers would get past that prison suit if he was in prison. I bet <laughs> I can't, I can't man. Um, uh Oliver wins, which is ridiculous. You got a bunch of motherfuckers who are way more talented in the fucking ring with them. Even if the one guy smiles like a retarded all the time. Um and uh so Oliver wins, which means both House of Glory guys are out of the match. So this big feud C C W House of Glory, C C W House of Glory, both of the House of Glory guys are out first round. So that that feud's over. That's it. That I mean are they really going to come back next month and pop off? Like, you guys lost in the first round. Like, what kind of shit is that? It's like, you know, like, the, the fucking eighth seed in the fucking NFL, like, talking shit on fucking Twitter after the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, we're still the bet. Look out of here. You lost in the first round. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's crazy. You got blown out by the Pats or whatever the fuck. It's it just it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. They 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 booked that whole angle like shit. The big fucking component in CZW was... House of Glory hates DJ Hyde. The fucking CCW hates DJ Hyde. So what the fuck is what's the difference? Like, doesn't make any sense. So, so that was completely worthless as usual. Um, the next the next matchup was uh, David Starvis, Anthony Green. Um, no checks came out with Anthony Green because they took the spots in the in the thing before. So you got them selling the moves from Anthony Gangone. Now look, this is how it's supposed to go. You got jerk offs like Hamhead. Fucking, uh, Grasso fucking no selling fucking light tubes because, oh, I gotta, I gotta be out there taking photos, so two matches later, he's back out there no selling light tubes, you had Matt Wolf no selling light tubes at GCW a while back, just another jerk-off photographer, but at least these chicks stayed in the fucking back because they took a move, you know what I mean, it's like, some people get it and some don't, you know, Sometimes, like, you know, the ref gets hit with a move You don't see him for the rest of the show A manager gets hit with it, he's gone off the next show Like, he's he comes back in a cast and shit Because you're supposed to build some kind of believability That, like, if your average person got hit with a move This wrestler's doing, like, they're not getting back up So the wrestler can maybe strike back or counter Or, you know, continue the match But if your average person got hit with that It's fucking curtains, but, you know um, So, yeah um, Larry... Larry, before the match, had David Starr tells him, like, he's saving his big intro for the finals, which is bullshit, because, like, to, to build up, you know, some kind of believability in this between the two competitors, and you're already saying, like, he's going to be in the finals, like, the chances that he's not going to have his big intro in the finals when, like, you announce, like, yeah, like, I was going to announce a bigger uh, intro, but no, he's going to be in the finals, and we'll save it for that, like, why why are you pulling back the curtain on this shit for no fucking for a stupid ass intro that David Starr is going to mouth like he's singing his favorite song while he's doing his shit. It's just fucking stupid. Um So, you know, they they were both selling heavily from the first round, which is, you know, again, legit makes a lot more sense. Definitely takes away from the performance because, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get the, the top caliber wrestling out of both guys, but they're both, you know, playing banged up off of the first round, which is, it's fine. Like, as far as storytelling goes, I guess that's what you should be doing in a tournament. But it's tough because, like, do you allow your whole tournament to slow down throughout the night? You know, or I don't know. It, it's a tough call. Um, I think, if you know, if it was one-on-one between these two guys on a regular show, you get a better outing. But in the middle of the tournament, yeah, I mean you get what you get. So it was fine. No no real issues with the match or anything. Um Silver versus Oliver. This this was exactly what the fuck you would expect it to be. Silver showing why he fucking belongs and and Oliver looking fucking ridiculous back in the prison suit. You know what I mean? Round two raping. Uh just just looks fucking crazy and completely out of fucking place and luckily didn't go any further than this because you know they had like this obligation to put him far in the tournament because he's their wired champion but didn't belong out of the fucking first round especially when you got a gimmick going on with a company he's your wired champion he didn't show up to battle house of glory for czw no one even seemed upset when house of glory was flipping off dj like none of the czw guys were up there like fuck you too like like, Silver, who ended up being the champion did at night, so he he should be, like, the CZW guy out of the group. He was, like, flexing and, like, <laughs> trying to, like, show his shit off during the pose. They're flipping DJ off, and he's just doing his own fucking thing. Like, it, it's fucking ridiculous. So, next up, you got non-tournament matches. Uh, Shaza McKenzie versus Layla Hurst. This is trash. This is absolute trash. There's no fucking reason for yet another women's match on the show. You got a woman in Best of the Best who was put in there with three other guys who she had to, like, swim upstream to fucking keep up with. Um, Again, nothing against the girl. She seemed very fucking talented, but, like, why? Like, why is this? And then DJ Hyde's student Layla's got to be just, like, force-fed on these fucking fans over and over and over. Like, while these these girls' fucking entrances were going on, like, I I, I mean, you could have had a moment of silence for fallen wrestlers at the same time. Instead of playing the music, they could have just said, we'll take a moment of silence for King Kong Bundy. And the chicks could have walked out and it would have been fucking absolute silence. So um, it, it just no purpose in this. So then next up, uh, Dan Hare, Dan O'Hare comes out and cuts a promo on a session moth chick who they put in TOD for no fucking reason. Because supposedly there was a petition or something where nobody really petitioned. There's just DJ wanted to put her in. So he put her in. Um, I like Dan. I previously hated Dan. Um, I think he cuts a good promo. I think he plays a good role. Um, yeah, he stepped up in a lot of deathmatch stuff over there. I, I don't know why he's still clinging on to that shit company, but um, he plays a good role, and I think he cut a good little promo out here against someone who doesn't belong there, and um, good, you know, good on him. And again, I, as I always do when I like someone in CZW, I wish them better. So there's that. Uh, Next up, semi-main event, Young, Dumb, and Broke versus uh, Fat, Green, and Lost. I I don't know what the fuck. There was abbreviations on the other. Obviously, it wasn't Fat, Green, and Lost, but it might as well have been because these are a bunch of shitty wrestlers who um, set up an excellent main event by being fucking horrendous absolutely horrendous these guys all look like shit out there and um i guess that just makes your main event look that much better when you know you got two guys coming out there to fucking tear it up at the main event i guess that's like somewhat of a booking strategy to hand the fans complete trash right beforehand so it's like you know it's like uh, the calm before the storm, I guess. I I mean, you just bring them like way low before you come up high. So the fans are going to go fucking nuts because they just watch absolute trash. So, um, but this is CZW right here. This is your semi main event more likely than seeing a lot of those other talented guys come back. You'll see these guys get pushed the young, dumb and broke and and the, the fat green and lost. Like these, these are the guys who will be the future of CZW so half of the shit is students and like these are the guys who you saw in like the czw invasion on house of glory it's like who the fuck is that guy and who the fuck is that guy and doesn't make any fucking sense but this is czw uh main event silver star go watch this match if there's a reason why you get this fucking show john silver david star they fucking killed it absolutely killed it they built up to this match you know they had their David Starr had his feeling banged up second round match, pulled through it, whatever got his big fucking intro that it, again, he sang along with, um, which is always entertaining. Um, you know, and the two of them killed it. John's, uh, John Silver is an absolute fucking beast. Fucking star. I've been saying it for fucking years. This guy's the fucking truth. Um, I think the only reason this guy's not in the fucking WWE is probably his height, you know? Um, And I'm hoping he surpasses that. I'm hoping at some point it doesn't matter and he gets in there anyway because his fucking work completely uh, makes up for whatever, you you know, you'd have to say about his height and this and that. It's just tough because, like, as strong as he is and shit, like, he can't be, like, the little guy launching, you know, some of the bigger guys in WWE around where he can throw half of the fucking indie guys across the ring. So, um, but, I mean, he's an absolute star. Um I love to see this guy as champion. Um hopefully CCW can keep him there for a while because it's like every time they get something that starts to work and I honestly I think Mance Warner wasn't a bad champion. Again, he wasn't around enough because as soon as someone gets demand, CCW is just like a resting point. There's there's no destination in CCW anymore. So that's why like CCW guys like a it's 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 not a real thing anymore. No one's a CCW guy. See? They're fucking CCW guys until someone else calls their phone. As soon as the fucking phone rings, they're like, "Ah, oh, former CCW guy. <laughs> like, that's how they answer the phone. Like, I don't need to work for CCW anymore. Who's this? You know, like, give me other plans. You know, that? that's what it is now. Um. I mean, they were trying to initially, it was supposed to be MJF who pretty much admitted on Twitter that he fucking bailed off of the, the Cage of Death card by faking an injury, because he just didn't want to work for fucking DJ. So they tried to book him again, even though they fucking did this shit, even though he said that he did this shit, and he pulled off that show. So they were like, "Fuck it, the world title's on the on the line in the fucking tournament. M- Mance is in the tournament. They're just fucking whatever." So it, it's fucking crazy the way they book shit there, but um, you know, I mean that's that's uh to be expected, um. Yeah, and I think they already announced uh, next month is uh, Tremont versus um, John Silver. So that's a good matchup. You know, former champion Tremont and, uh, you know, Silver, obviously the fucking semi is probably going to be some stupid shit. Um, I think they announced to uh, Gary J and um, Freddie Ahai. So they, they kind of teased that at the end of the match, like they had Heat, you know, whatever, Unresolved, whatever the fuck, and... uh I think those two will put on a great fucking match. Of course, like I said, Jordan Oliver will be doing some shit that'll make everything look ridiculous. Um, Yeah. Fucking hopefully he leaves the prison suit at home. Shit is fucking crazy. Um, So yeah, there's that. Um, I think that's it for best of the best. Um, What else did I want to say? Oh, Frankie Picard. What's wrong with this motherfucker? Anybody can, can anybody fucking clue me in on what's wrong with this motherfucker? He um he made some kind of YouTube video and I I'm not going to switch the camera around to do to try to do like my best impression of him because this dude was laying on his bed. <laughs> the name of the video is some shit like why do every fight got to look like an underground fight club. That that was like like <laughs> the wording was something like that. So this dude, the video starts, and he's just laying on his bed like this, and he's like, Hey, everybody. I was wondering, why do every fight have to look like an underground fight club? I have a video clip here, and you will see what I am talking about. So, in a minute, I will play the video, and you will see... I just don't understand why people have to look like a fight club where they surround them in a circle when they fighting. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's going for. Like, <laughs> the dude is laying on his fucking bed like you can't even be upright in your motherfucking YouTube video. Like, I could have did this whole shit, this whole same fucking shit. This, the, like, the mic stand here, I could have pointed that shit down in my bed. I could have put this shit on top of me over here and just looked up and went, Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio, y'all. Why do every fight have to look like a Fight Club? <laughs> like, shit is crazy. And my, I have a couple theories. Um, maybe through, um, he's trying to, he's thinking longevity. So he's thinking like, even when I'm like 80 years old and I got osteoporosis, and and I can't get up. I could still do the same fucking Facebook videos or, or YouTube videos that I've been doing. I don't have to break from my theme. Hello, y'all. Ain't a bitch. You know, like, he could just, like, go right into whatever old man shit that's hitting him up. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? Like, he could just, just stay with the same thing. Um, if he gets paralyzed from the neck, they will do the same shit. Why do every fight gotta look like Hold on, somebody move the screen for me Like <laughs> Like I don't remember if I took my pills this morning Like, he could just keep it going Like, his whole life, no matter what condition He winds up in, he could still just Film, like, straight down on top of the bed With his shoulders up And just, why do everything gotta <laughs> I mean, I I really wonder about his actual mental stability And, um like, if this dude's been tested, if he's on the spectrum, or, like, what's going on with this guy? Because, and then he just played the fucking video, and there's just, like, someone filming, like, like a people fighting in the street. This is not even, like, wrestling-based. Like, people are fighting in the street, and they're filming out the window with the camera. And, uh, you know, people are just, you know, circling around, and then someone gets beat the fuck up. And then he comes back, and he's like, there you have it, y'all. So, if you liked that video and would like to see more like that video, please subscribe, like, share, my YouTube. I'm like, this guy's got to be fucking with us right now. Like, this has got to be like some some kind of troll situation here because this this motherfucker cannot be serious. And I I try to put it out there. Like, look, if this dude is legitimately handicapped, please someone let me know and I'll leave him alone. Because I know I've been previously fucking with his body shape and saying that he looks like he trains at barbecues um Frankie definitely doesn't look uh like he he stopped um i don't know what his initial gimmick was but at some point he started calling himself like the god of war like he just played the video game too many times and thought that he was the guy but doesn't look i mean he he, he looks crazy he looks fucking he's an ashy larry looking motherfucker and he, he just He he takes himself so seriously And I don't understand it I'll never in a million years understand But again like if he's got a legitimate disability I'll leave him the fuck alone Because I'm not trying to pick on people like that But He looks like he's got a disability <laughs> yeah, For real um, So by all means Go like share Subscribe to Frankie Picard YouTube page Because if you would like to see more fights Like this you know, why do every fight got to look like, um, shit is crazy guys. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, speaking of check out deathmatch Wrestle podcast. If you like the Frankie Picard shit, you're going to like deathmatch Wrestle podcast. Uh, that is top notch podcasting. Um, the hottest guests on the planet. Um, he, he, he just, uh, he interviews like five people a week. Um, you can check him out for sure. Um, I'm a little behind on my Death Match Wrestle podcast, to be honest with you. I'm gonna have to catch up. Binge listen. That's all I'm gonna have to do. Um check out I got you five stars uh with Jeremy over there doing his thing. Check out the hot tag podcast with Shaheen Boxman crew uh nuclear heat graphics where Shaheen is drawing things for his ghost friends. Um He met some ghosts, uh so I think his last episode he talked a bunch about that. I don't buy it, but, um, you know, I mean, he's really into that shit. Uh, I think the invisible man match was just that over with him that he was like, I'm going to this fucking guy's house. Like, I'm just going to go to this fucking guy's house. I'm so into it. And then he got a couple other, uh, ghost hunting quacks who had like the, the specific equipment that's needed to hear the ghost say some shit to him and surprise, spoiler alert, ghost said some shit to him. <laughs> so, Shout out to Shaheen, man. That's my dude. Uh but he's on some new ghost shit. Um Yeah. Um oh um Rob Roman. Uh shouted out last week, shouted out again. Great dude. Um some people ain't know him as Big Mac Smack, from old CZW fame, uh former manager of the Wife Beater, part of Hate Club. All that the original hate club. Um he had two strokes. And um, major, major health problems, obviously, um, did not have a financial setup for this, this type of shit that randomly hit him. Um, you can go to his page and he's got, you know, some fundraising stuff set up. Um, you could buy some different, you know, medical supplies and different things. He's got like an Amazon wish list type of thing. So if you could do something like that, help the guy out, um, you know, I'm sure it'll go a long way. You know, he's all that the different type of stuff to check his diabetes levels to, um, you know, help him keep up with the different things he's going on. Uh, he lost most of the function in one of his legs. Um, he's trying to rehab that shit, get that back under control. Um, I mean, it, it just seems like a major, major shit that he's going through. So uh, the littlest bit will help. Um, you know, he's got, you know, obviously you can monetarily donate, but even something small like, you know, something small off the wish list or whatever you can do to help the guy. Sure to be much appreciated. Um, I sent him something over. Hopefully everything's, you know, helping him. I can only do so much. But, you know, if everybody out there goes and helps him a little bit, you know, it can change this guy's life. Uh, this guy's hopefully on the road to recovery, and, you know, going to be doing a lot better. Hopefully get back on his feet, both metaphorically and literally. And, um, you know, he's always been a really nice dude to me. Um, hadn't seen him in years, caught up on the, the NGI and he immediately was like, yo, you ain't going to say hi. Like, I mean, he, some of these guys, you, you wouldn't even think, remember you and shit. And then you see him years later and they act like, dude, Hey, what's going on? And it, it's those like little small things that you could tell, like this, this is a good dude. They don't just fucking big league you. And you know, like, I don't fucking know you and who the fuck are you? Or, Oh yeah. Yeah. You used to come to shows, whatever like that. You, you get a lot of different jerk offs that you meet in this fucking, uh, I mean, in life, it's not just a wrestling business, but, you know, you know, it is around these motherfuckers. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I think that's all I got. Um, hope everybody enjoyed this shit tonight. I don't know if I fucking missed anything. I was trying to hit everything I got. Um, I mean, I covered best of the best to the best of my ability. Um, I don't know that I'm going to watch a CCW show for a while after that. It's again, like there was definitely pluses to it. I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world. The best of the best should be a showcase of the best. So it can only go downhill from there. You're not going to have, like, the stack card. You're not bringing all these guys back. Fucking David Starr will be back in fucking England, I'm sure, or some shit. B-Boy will be back in Cali. You know, hopefully fucking training. You know, fucking that personal trainer thing on. Um, So, yeah. So that's about it. Uh, Fuck everybody booking Teddy Hart with the cat. You know what I mean? Straight up. Go fuck yourself. Um, eat a dick. Um, I think that's about all I got. Um, check out Gotham tomorrow night, man. I mean if you haven't watched any Gotham, fucking binge watch that shit, and then eventually you'll get to tomorrow night's episode. This and that. Hopefully we get Boza tomorrow night. Go fucking Niners. Um next week we'll figure out what we're gonna do. Um uh, maybe I'll do another Facebook Live thing, maybe not. Not really sure, man. Uh I haven't I haven't had a guest on in a while. Maybe I'll do one of those things. I don't know. I'll play it by ear trying to uh you know kick some shit around i've been fucking killing it in the gym i'm really really happy with the way shit's going in there and um yeah just trying to keep it pushing fucking tendons in my fucking arms are starting to get like real fucking tight i gotta figure out how to fucking loosen that shit up i don't know if uh put some of that like fucking icy hot or fucking bio freeze on there or some shit maybe i should just do more stretching i gotta look into some shit because uh Even just doing like back the other day, came back from a rest day, was doing that shit. And it just felt like my shit was going to fucking explode. So uh, obviously, (laughs) I'm doing pretty fucking well if my shit's that tight. So uh, no real major complaints or anything like that. No injuries, anything else. Turning it up big fucking time because uh, June, my race season starts. It's crazy as fuck because I'm so behind. Oh, I feel like I'm behind because I normally would start racing in April. When I I decided not to do the Spartan races this year in favor of doing Savage Race, two Bone Frog races, well technically three Bone Frog races, uh, Tough Mudder again, and the World Championships in fucking Vermont. Um, it, it's awkward because again by now I would have done fucking two Spartan races. I would have done the Sprint and the Beast already, and uh, yeah it's 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 awkward not having raced thus far but like physically I'm hitting fucking levels I've never hit before and and weights to, I, I keep crushing personal records and shit like this so I'm really excited to see what I could put onto the course and um yeah I'm I'm just I'm just really excited to get the fuck out there and I just feel on, on one hand it's like I'm crushing in the gym but like I, I keep having these feelings like I'm slacking off because I haven't raced yet. But I know it's coming and I know I'm gonna fucking kill it. I just got to keep fucking pushing, keep pushing, and then just show up those fucking races, like, just ready for fucking war. You know, that's what I try to do every year, and um, I usually do pretty well for myself. And um, just looking forward to doing it again. You know what I mean? So uh, just uh, just anxious, just real fucking anxious. So now, you know, i got the fucking pepper plants going. i got to transplant them into slightly bigger fucking pots and then still move them in and out at night. It's supposed to be like 55 or up before you leave them out overnight, once I get to those temperatures, which is usually around Mother's Day, I'll put them in the bigger pots, put them out front, and, uh, you yeah, know, see where the pepper production starts going, I'm um, trying to think of what else, so, oh yeah, also, check out my puppet page, fucking uh, Grizz World, uh, I'm gonna try to do a lot more shit with that, I need help with fucking mirroring my iphone to my ipad i bought an ipad ipad 3 i got iphone 10 max whatever the major shit is just got that pretty recently and really like it but um i need to mirror my iphone to my ipad and i don't think i could fucking do it i I thought i could i bought the ipad specifically for that i don't know um she ain't said i should call the fucking uh Apple store And they got like real good fucking tech support So I'm going to have to do that shit When I got a little bit of time to sit on the phone talk to them And hopefully we could show or shoot it Because um, I want to be able to do The same type of puppetry The way Jim Henson was doing his shit And the way he would do it Obviously technology is way better now But they'd have a little black and white monitor Down there on the floor And it was showing what the camera was filming up top So while the guy had his arm way up top With the puppet He's also seeing what his puppet's doing down there. So he's able to react to the other puppets and stuff like that and see exactly what's in frame, where he needed to be, relation to the other puppet, all that type of shit. And you could really get that much better because now you're seeing what you're doing and keeping yourself out of frame to let it do what it's supposed to do. So um, I'm, I want to really work towards that and get better and better at, at doing that um, because I really enjoy doing the puppetry. And I want to try to take it to the next level. Um, I think puppetry is a lost art. You get some people out there doing the, the ventriloquism. And that's that's great. Like uh, Terry Fader and Darcy Lynn. Like all of them winning the America's Got Talent and all that shit. But like I'm no singer. So that's, that's their league. I mean that's fine. That, that's never something that I was planning on doing. I'm not really as big on like the sit here next to the puppet and try to keep my mouth shut. I want the puppet to just do its own fucking thing. Like. Jim Henson type stuff, you know, I'm a huge Muppet fan, so, I have pes- professional grade puppets, and, you know, I have a lot of fun doing that type of shit, I think it's really cool, um, it's just, you know, another one of my hobbies, like I said, I, I think a lot of these motherfuckers out there, being the internet, gangsters, and, and fucking run around, screenshotting shit, and trying to tell on people, they should get some fucking hobbies, maybe not puppetry, or whatever, but, you know, whatever fucking makes you happy, you get the fuck off my dick, you know what I mean, so, anyway, Labbed enough. Uh, like I said, uh, go Niners. Fucking draft tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. So, thank you all for tuning in. Talk to y'all motherfuckers next week. How do I turn this up? Oh, there I go. All right, peace. And uh, I'm still on the air over here. So, let me try to find my fucking outro. Scroll the fuck down. And uh, see what the fuck goes on. I still don't there it is. All right, check it. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's rained again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. What well, I that make you Good Like Jesus tell me Tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say Because you be blazing people And I'm like well I gotta hear it now <laughs> You just know how to hide A lot Me I don't have that problem. Me I always tell a thing even when I lie. The Cusa Jet Radio. Jesus. So say good night to the bad guy. I'm going to tell you something straight the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food, sir.